From Equality Arizona, you're listening to the Arizona Equals Conversation. I'm Gene Woodbury, and on today's episode, I'm joined by Don Williams and Jose Ortega, a gay couple living in the East Valley. When Don messaged us on Instagram a little over a week ago, I was already familiar with his story. As covered on the news, he and his husband are facing discrimination at their daughter's Christian school in Queen Creek. After a short chat online, Don invited me to their home to record the conversation you're about to hear. The couple has only been in Arizona for less than a year, and I was so moved by their hospitality. It's been a challenge to find queer community in the short time they've had to settle in, and now to manage this situation, they're building community in a way I don't think either of them ever expected they'd have to. I was also struck by their insistence that the discrimination they're experiencing isn't just as simple as a conflict between religious rights and LGBTQ plus rights. At tonight's live recording of Ask Smart People Smart Questions, we'll be exploring where that narrative comes from and where it breaks down. So it felt timely to hear from two people at the heart of a real conflict how it feels to them. If you're interested in attending that event, we'll be kicking off at the Tempe Library at 6.30 p.m., I hope to see you there. And now, let's play the interview. Do you want anything other than water? We have Gatorade. Oh, no, I'm good with water. Okay. I'm like, we're grocery shopping today. We're oh, like nice. the worst. So, um, we also have like coconut water, solder now, if you... And then we also have like juice boxes. Oh. Do you want one of these? No, I'm okay with water. Right. Do you love a good juice box, though? It's a <laughs> yeah. fun time. She's very particular about her things. Like, it yeah, has to be organic. It has to be. Oh, yeah. She's like healthier than us. Yeah. yeah. Juice boxes. I don't think... Organic juice boxes existed when I was a child. I don't think so. Oh, no. We had, like, 100 milligrams of sugar, Mm -hmm. Kool-Aid stuff. Right. Yeah, that's the whole point. You just get hyped up on sugar and then crash at night. I know. Those were the good ones. It was a different world, though. Like, we'd not come home till the lights go down. Yeah. You just ride around your bikes with friends and then... Right. Yeah. I grew up in this kind of area and it was just, yeah, I got on our bikes, just walk around. I mean, these are really walkable neighborhoods. You seem way younger than us. We're in our 30s. I'm in my late 20s. Okay. So, not not too far off. Okay. But, but yeah. I could probably be your dad. <laughs> he just turned 38. <laughs> oh, so you're 10 years older than me. Yeah. And I'm 34. Okay. okay. Yeah, you're my sister's age. Okay. So. <laughs> you don't I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so let's start with some introductions. Okay. Um, and then that way I have that in the audio and I can include that. Okay. Uh, my name is Don Williams. I go by Donnie. Um, I'm biological father, or my daughter's biological father. Um, and I'm Jose Ortega. I'm um, the stepfather. Thanks, both of you, for sitting down and inviting me into your home to record this podcast with you. Uh, this is actually something that's kind of new for me in terms of coming to someone's home and recording with them. And I think it's a Pretty special for me, at least, to be able to have this conversation. Um, when we were getting set up, you mentioned that you both just relatively recently moved mm-hmm. to Arizona. How, how long have you been here? We moved the last week of September, yeah. so we're still fresh. 
Okay, so yeah, you haven't even had to deal with an Arizona summer yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. No, not yet. Yeah. yeah. And when you moved here, uh, was it for work? Was it for family reasons? Or, or what brought you to Arizona? So recently we went to court, um, my co-parent and I, to she requested to move here from California so long story short it was granted that she can move here and then in return I got a lot more time with our daughter and the minute they moved here we just applied to jobs until we finally got one and we packed up and came here yeah there's no way I can be a state away from my daughter there's no way and, I mean, for you, was that kind of just an, an automatic, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to find a new job, and we're going to move here? Yeah, as soon as, you know, as soon as the judge granted the move, we decided, you know, we're going to move with her, you know, we're going to follow her. So that's pretty much what we did, you know. We came out here, we visited, we were here for her first day of school, you know, and we looked for a place to live, and it kind of all just, everything kind of just fell into place as far as, like, for us to move here. That makes so, sense. Yeah. He's been in Stella's life since she was six months. So there's no way. So there was no. Oh, yeah. He okay. just automatically looks at her like she's his own. Yeah. So I always like to get to know, like, where people come from when, when they're coming to Arizona, what brought them here. And that's mm-hmm. such, like, a, a meaningful thing to bring you to the state. I think for a lot of people, it's just, here's a new job, here's a new opportunity. And for you, it's like, we need to be here to to be in my daughter's life yeah and the job comes second to that oh yeah but you know in california here in arizona just from an employment standpoint you know what industries are you in um what what were you able to find in terms of being able to transition from california to arizona was that an easy process or was it pretty difficult i was extremely fortunate i i'm an ultrasound technician so i was very fortunate to get a job offer that i couldn't pass up that's great. For sure. So everything just kind of worked out perfectly, I feel like. Same for me. I mean, um, professionally, this has been, we've, we've, you know, come across a lot of great opportunities as far as like, you know, with our jobs. You know, for me too, you know, it was, I've had multiple job offers, so it was easy for me to kind of like cherry pick which, you know, where I wanted to go, so. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. yeah. So when you moved here then, were you expecting that this would kind of just give you more access to the, the parts of your life that you want and kind of streamline things for you? Or were you expecting to deal with some, some challenges? I mean, I think any move has its challenges. I knew it'd be a challenge in general because we're not used to anything but California. So coming here, we had to learn everything new um, on top of the fact we have a new schedule with our daughter um, it's it's kind of a whole challenge in general, but challenge worth taking for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been an adjustment for sure. You know, he's never lived out of Bakersfield, but I lived in LA for um, quite some time. So for me, it was kind of like, okay, let's pick up and go. You know. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm not used to all these freeways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We Bakersfield is a very it's a small city very um there's only two freeways you know okay yeah so you know it's you can't really get lost there it's a very small small town i've been lost 900 times already even with my maps yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of urban sprawl here for sure yeah maybe not compared to la but 
And and you both grew up in California. That's like your your whole mm-hmm. life up yeah. to this point. Mm-hmm. I I feel like that's a huge transition. I've lived in Arizona forever, and I think if I had to move, it would it would be a big adjustment. I mean, even if I found a place I really liked and I had everything kind of set up for me. So I mean, an adjustment like that. It, it seems like for both of you, like you were you were comfortable making that move, and it's been worth it. I don't have a lot of experience with some of the things that that you've mentioned as the reason for your move in terms of court decisions around parenting time. Um, can you give me kind of like a, a an overview of of what that looks like and how that experience has been for you? It seems like it's been sort of a long term thing of having to navigate that. The court papers are always difficult to deal with, especially in our case because we technically can move anywhere. So if we wanted to stay in California, the court orders are made for us to stay or go type of thing. So it's been a new adjustment going from the same schedule for almost 10 years. Yeah, nine years. To a completely new schedule, new city, new state. So yeah, it's been an adjustment and it's, it's hard to, it's hard to go by court order documents when the two people don't necessarily see eye to eye, if that makes sense. Right. I I mean, I think so. Yeah. There's a lot of gray area in the, um, the granted time that was given to us. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. So um, with those, pretty much we, we get our daughter any time that she's not in school. So any vacation, any three-day weekend that she has. But those three-day weekends is kind of where it's a little tricky. It's a little gray area where um, we are granted that time, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we get to see her. Oh, so it's been, it's, a, it's, it's been a battle. It's been a struggle for sure. Have you faced any problems in the court advocating for your parental rights as a a gay couple i believe so i feel like this last time we went to court i'm sorry if i'm no you're Um, oh yeah i mean because you know we already did meet with some lawyers family lawyers (laughs) and um you know they looked at our case and they were shocked to know that that move was approved the move should have never been approved from, to begin with. So, you know, California definitely failed us in a big way when it comes to same-sex parents. I felt like if he was married to a woman, if he was a heterosexual man married totally to a woman, different. it would have been a totally different case because, you know, California is a mom state. They lean to- more towards the mothers and they favor the mothers more, which is really unfair to us because here you have two, you know, gay dads that can provide a healthy, normal lifestyle for a child, which we have been for the past 10 years, Mm -hmm. you know? And then here we come, we go to court, we face all these, like, adversaries, if you will, and pretty much we're kind of stripped away from the life that we had with our daughter in California. And we have to start this whole new life all over again in here in, in Arizona, you know? And then the whole incident with you know, with heart cry makes it even more difficult for us to be, you know, like really good parents to our daughter. Yeah. This is how the court system in California is. And we've gone through a lot of court trials and everything. As a father, I don't have a voice. I'm made to sit there. I can be put up on stand 
and be told what to do and question, but I don't have a voice in what I want. It's very much what the mother wants. And everything from there is taken into consideration from her view by the judge. Do you feel like your daughter has a voice in any of this? I feel like she wants to have a voice. I mean, I I don't want to speak for, for her, but I feel like she wants to have a voice, but maybe it's not being heard. You got to be really careful. As much as I want to have a voice and as much as I want my daughter to have a voice, it's, you don't have a voice. So you kind of have to narrow down what you're allowed to say and what can be taken against you. Yeah. I don't find fair. (laughs) It definitely doesn't find fair. I'm very, you know, straightforward. I'm very, Mm -hmm. you know, it is what it is. And I mean, I feel like feeling like you don't have a voice, feeling like not everyone is being really represented can be pretty frustrating, especially knowing that some of it comes down to just identity-based discrimination or or discounting of your perspective. Then when something like this incident comes along, I imagine that feels to some extent just like something you have maybe had to worry about for a long time coming true. Is that fair? hundred percent. We never had to, I feel like we both have dealt with discrimination separately, but to us, our daughter hasn't been involved in that, but this specific situation, when you bring our daughter into it, it takes it to a whole new level. The last thing I want to teach her is hate and discrimination, and this is exactly what she's being taught. Well, then let's take a step back, and can you describe to me you know, we've mentioned, I think, a couple times this incident. Can you describe to me what's been going on now since you've been in Arizona? Well, when it comes to the school, we I mean, I for sure didn't have a voice in it whatsoever. The court gave um, my co-parent the right to choose the school. So with that, she was able to choose it, but I wasn't a part of any of the interview process, the phone calls... I wasn't put, I wasn't involved in the um, um, in the enrollment process. In that whole enrollment process. They, when we went there, they were even shocked that I was in Arizona. They were made to think that I was still in California. Oh, so you were really left out in not just from the process, but exactly. from kind of the information. I don't know what all they told her, but they made it pretty clear they didn't know I was okay. here. So then when you get to that point of having that conversation where they're, they're realizing, okay, this is who you are and this is where you are, uh, what was their reaction? What, what happened from there? They just instantly started in on us on how homosexuality, homosexuality is not allowed whatsoever in their schools. Um, they made it clear that if our daughter... If they knew that we were gay in the first place, our daughter would have never been accepted into the school. So, which my question was, why is she still here? Why don't you respectfully ask her to be removed into another school? And, I mean, what if they don't? How has this impacted you now? I mean, you've already had to uproot your life, change the schedule that you've had in place for a long time. How is this now affecting that schedule and and your access? It's making it really difficult because I don't have the freedom to ask anybody to take her to school 
or pick her up. I'm able to pick her up every time, but there are days where I have to go to work early and, you know, my husband can drop her off at school, but I don't have that luxury. Whereas on the other side, they can have anyone down to the gardener pick her up if she wanted to. I just don't have that luxury. And this is because of the school's position? The school, yeah. Okay. They made it clear they don't go by court papers and that it's his school and he will not have my husband on campus whatsoever because he's gay. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, he said that we we weren't allowed there together. That, yeah. Um, And, you know, I said to him, um, to the past Pastor Billy, I said, you know, we're very involved in Stella's life, you know, and I'm very involved in Stella's life. So as long as Stella is attending the school, I'm going to be present for the, you know, any extracurricular activities that she's a part of, you know. And he said, well, you're not welcomed here. And I said, well, I'm still going to come. And then he said, we'll see about that. And then at that point, I said, are you threatening me? And he said, we'll see. He said, try me. Yeah, he said, try me. He blatantly threatened me. He blatantly threatened me. He said, try me with like a smirk on his face. And at that point, I felt very unsafe because at that point, I don't know what could happen. You know, we're in a room, you know, inside the school, you know, we don't know what could happen to us, you know, because it's their word against ours. You know what I mean? I felt so uncomfortable. I felt very unsafe. I just wanted to get out of there immediately because this fear came inside of me, you know, and I just wanted to exit right away. To me, it sounds like it's sort of a statement from a position of, I know I have more power than you do. Exactly. I feel like I was set up to, I mean, God knows what, because originally when I called the school, the administrator, I mean... I don't know if I'm allowed to say her name, but... Let's leave the name out of it. Okay. Um, When I originally talked to her, she, you know, she was nice. Um, I said I needed, I would like to set up a time, you know, come through, look at the school, introduce myself. We scheduled a time. She later called and had to reschedule. So I rescheduled it for a week later. But with that said, on the phone, I asked, hey, can I go ahead and just email my information, my husband's information, only because I want to make sure you at least have that so that if we don't get a tour before we have our daughter, there's no issues with like pickup or anything. And that's when the mood changed and she said, well, unless his name is on the court documents, we can't do any, let him do anything. And then... All of a sudden, they don't do emails. We had, like, I had to come to the school. So, of course, I went to the school. Luckily, my husband was there with me because we were instantly shuffled off to the side away from any kids. And that's when it all started. Yeah. He said that he built that school to keep children away from people like us. So he's saying this is sort of a fundamental characteristic of why this school exists. Mm, And now here's his showdown that maybe he's been waiting for on some level. It sounded like that. Yeah. Something I wonder about is this is a, this is a Christian school, right? Correct. Uh, When you first started interacting with them, were you already concerned that would be a problem or did you think, you know, this could be totally fine? I never expected anything that happened whatsoever. Um, our daughter has always gone to a a private Christian school for the last 10 years. 
we have gone to that church off and on. We've always left it open to our daughter whether or not she wants to go. We never had one issue. Mm-hmm. I have been at almost pretty much every single parent-teacher conference. We both have attended every one of her Christmas programs, always with welcome arms. So when this came up, it never dawned on me in a million years that a church can be so hateful. Yeah, I think some people, you know, in Arizona will have this perception of just kind of based on the way sometimes people talk about it from a policy standpoint that, oh, there's religious rights and there's gay rights and there's school rights and there's parents' rights and all these things are in automatic opposition to each other or whatever. And I I don't feel like that's actually the case. And it really seems like for you that hasn't been the case for a long time until with this one school in this one place. Yeah, definitely. I mean, on one level, that's great to hear, right? I mean, I I think it's great to hear that you haven't had to deal with this until now. On the other hand, you know, as someone who's been in Arizona for a long time and does really like Arizona, it's it's Mm -hmm. frustrating for me to hear that it's happening to you only now that you've come to our state. Do you feel like this uh, changes your perception of Arizona and and your interest in, in being in Arizona? I don't think so. I think I'm not going to let one group of people hate so much that I'm going to run and hide. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that's going to push me away from my daughter. I'll still be there. I'll still show up. Like, it's not going to push me away. If it's okay, I'd love to just, uh, like, reframe away from that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to kind of step back from this and ask... You know, for you, when you were a kid, what was your school experience like in California? Did you feel like, you know, your parents got to be involved in a healthy way? How was that for oh, you? Oh, my parents were 100% involved in everything we did from school plays behind the scenes to everything. That's really cool. So you did theater? No, or I was, just kind I was of like a band normal... nerd, so... Okay, yeah, nice. Super into band, but I mean, they were at every single performance and everything. That's really cool. Um, so band, mm-hmm. that's fun. Um, what instrument did you play? Trombone. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and did you stick the, with that for a long time, or... Um... I did it eighth grade through senior year. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think about like majoring in music in college or anything or was it just kind of like a no like a fun hobby it was just a fun hobby to meet friends and just do something yeah i enjoyed it but i didn't love it enough to make it a career i think for me like i wasn't in band but i did like percussion stuff okay and it was it was fun for me because it was like okay this is a space where it's creative and i have like the self-determination and i get to make friends outside of another context yeah that's like more structured or something and this is like fun um which for me as like a weird queer kid who didn't fully understand myself that was nice because it's like low pressure mm-hmm. um did did you have that kind of experience or was it just kind of in general you had a lot of ways to connect with people it was very it was a safe place yeah. i wasn't out in high school um but it was just a safe place nobody Nobody, excuse my language, no one gave a shit what color you were. They didn't care who you wanted to make out with. They just didn't give a shit. We were just a safe place, and a good person is a good person. And that's how I was raised. That's 
the kind of schooling I went to. Like, religious or not, a good person is a good person. Did you grow up in Christian schools also or, or in public schools? Public schools. Okay. Yeah. But I grew up in a Christian home. Okay. Yeah. And not as a negative experience necessarily? No. Or... Not oh, that's at all. Great. It, your religion shouldn't define whether or not you're a good person or not. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. if you're a hateful person, you shouldn't use religion as a backbone. Does that make yeah. sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I don't know what I'm talking about. No, I think, <laughs> I think you know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And what was your educational experience growing up? Um, mine was a little bit different. Um, so I was bullied. I was. I came out of. I came out of the closet at a very young age. Um, I believe I was maybe five, six years old when I came okay. out. So I didn't have like the great positive experience up until high school. In, in high school, I had a. I had a really good. You what know, changed for you with high school? Um, I met more people like me. Okay. Yeah. Um, I met more people that I had a, a lot more in common with. You know, in the high school that I went to, you had three junior highs go to. So it was a big school. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. So, and so then just, just from classes or anything, you have a lot more opportunity to meet people. Yes. Yeah. So I made, you know, friends, you know, different ages, different, you know, from different backgrounds. So it was easier for me to, I guess, try to find my identity in high school. Yeah. Um, but, you know... Junior high and elementary was really bad for me. It was really horrible for me. Yeah. I like what you said about finding your identity through friends. Like yeah. Finding your identity in community. That's, on a big level, like the, the kinds of stories I, I want to capture in this podcast. is not just, here's my solitary journey through life as a, as a queer person, and here's my coming out journey, but like who we connect to and, and what we're able to connect to. And I, I worry that with institutions that are designed on excluding gay families, then, then you don't even get the opportunity to make those connections in the first place, which is me just pontificating a little bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's a situation that's, that's really concerning. And I, I think on some level, this is like outside of what I normally get to talk to people about, because this is an active, ongoing situation. You know, one question that feels important to ask is just what effect is this having on all of you? And do you feel like you have people you've been able to reach out to for support, like friends and, and community? Our friends from California have been 120% amazing, supportive, doing everything they can from a whole other state. And I would have to say, I mean, we consider we don't know one person here, we have had a lot of positive feedback and a lot of support i feel like that's really good yeah we've had we've had you know supportive messages you know sent to us so we really appreciate those Mm -hmm. because you know when you go through something like this and you know we don't know anybody out here so in a way you know we feel kind of alone you know we're alone in this Mm -hmm. we know we just we just have each other um but it's nice it's nice to know that there's you know people out there that recognize the injustice and that are supporting us we have received so many messages from complete strangers, and there's been a handful of people and saying that this has happened to them or same situations, but they just don't speak up. And 
to me, it wasn't even a second thought in my mind. I don't think yours either that you just, that's our daughter. I'm not going to back down. I'm going to say what I have to say. And hearing those messages from people who've experienced a similar thing here in Arizona, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, with the same school. With the, Oh, with the same school. Correct. So have you been able to organize with them at all or just we it's just a kind of initial communication we're just taking things day by day i feel like we're getting so much feedback of people wanting to talk to us and just help in any way i feel like we're just taking day by day right now it's a little overwhelming but in a good way yeah yeah like the feedback yeah i mean i imagine it has to be a lot Mm -hmm. to yeah to handle especially you know you were featured in az central having that much attention i think can maybe feel affirming like yes this is a real thing this is a real problem sometimes probably these other people you're hearing from might have felt like okay well what can i even do about this right and now there's this this public attention but on another level having everyone hearing about your story and seeing your faces I think could probably invite some unwanted attention and also just be overwhelming. So since that story was published, how have things changed for you? We've gotten a lot of negative feedback as well, which we knew would happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And unfortunately, it's a lot of church people who are the ones messaging us very hurtful and negative things. I'm not about to call anyone out because that's just my character. Um, but no, I there's a lot of messages from pe- religious people in the church very hateful towards us, wanting us gone out of this place. And it's, it's sad. It is. And, you know, I try not to take it personal because um, these are people that I mean, they don't know us. You know, they don't know what type of people we are. They don't know what type of parents we are. They don't know anything about us. All they know is what they were taught, you know. And I feel like, you know, these uh, comments that are, you know, one-sided, narrow-minded, you know, um, it's just, I'm ex- I, I expected it. And also, too, you know, I'm not, let- I'm not, I'm not letting it hurt me. Or, you know, I don't think you are either, you know, because I know where they're coming from, you know, so um, I just, you know, we just move on, you know, we don't let it affect us, you know, and, you know, and I personally, you know, as from a young age, I've learned to just kind of let those type of comments and those type of um, situations just kind of like roll off my back. Yeah. And when you say you know where they're coming from, what do you mean by that, I guess? Well, these comments are coming from religious people, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they were taught to hate people like us, you know? So to me, it's like, I'm not going to let it affect me on a deeper level because what they're saying is not right. I don't believe what they're saying about us, you know? I think a lot of people are using religion as an excuse to hate. Exactly. I mean, I don't believe, I truly don't believe religion is teaching you to hate because I've read the Bible, I grew up in a Christian home, and I was taught complete opposite. And it sounds like part of what you're saying also is just that some people are 
living in a kind of a milieu where when they see a story like yours, their their gut reaction is just to get angry about it because it challenges their worldview on some level. Not because necessarily there's any real reason to be upset, but just because it's, oh, this challenges how I see things. This isn't what I want to be happening. Moving forward from here, I mean, do you feel like there's opportunities to, to bridge that gap now that, you know, there's a lot more attention that you can find ways to connect with people who are challenged by that or to connect with people who are experiencing the same things as you? I mean, I would love to continue voicing however we can to help for sure. And if there's any groups we can join, I'm a hundred percent down. I think, I think we're still a long ways from bridging, you know, building that bridge with those people, you know, because like you said, you know, they're being challenged. So when people are challenged, they fear and they want to get away from us. So I feel, I mean, I'm open, you know, to talk to someone if they wanted to ask us questions from that side of group, you know, because I'm not afraid, you know, I know we know who we are. You know what I mean? Like, we're not questioning anything um, as far as like what we're doing here is a sin. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so if they want to ask me questions, they can ask us questions. I'm not afraid to answer anything. <laughs> they have no problem sending messages no... in our DMs. Right. So they I can welcome easily them. send questions. I welcome them to a sit down conversation and, you know, see mm-hmm. how we can move forward. But we're far from that. You know, they don't want me to step foot in there. They have to be open to growing. And they're not. And they're not open. That's the difference, I think. Mm. Well, you know, before before I wrap up, uh, I think something that gets missed whenever there's something like this happening is that we exist outside of the discrimination that happens to us, mm-hmm. right? So I want to ask kind of an open-ended question of, you know, for both of you, for your family, outside of this discrimination, who are you? what is it that fills your days, right? Like, this isn't who we are. This is something that's happening to us. So oh, yeah. I think it's it's good for people to hear who we actually are. I mean, if you sit down and talk to us, we're both we're pretty highly educated. We both have degrees. We're both looking into growing in our education and... In our careers. In our careers. Um, we're definitely someone's father, we're definitely someone's sons. Yep. You know, we're just like everybody else. You know, we want the best for our daughter, just like any other parent would. You know, we're there's no difference between us and, you know, same-sex couples. There's no difference at all. We love our animals. <laughs> we love our Starbucks. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, <laughs> we read our books. We, watch, we binge-watch our TV shows. I mean, I don't know what sets us apart other than... We are same-sex, same-sex parents raising a ten-year-old. You know. Yeah. So, and if there's anything that you feel like sets us apart, you know my DMs. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> you know. We just, you know, we just, we just want to raise our daughter to be independent. We want to raise our daughter to, you know, 
to be confident, you know? We want to raise our daughter to believe that she can achieve whatever she wants to achieve. You know, I'm pretty sure same-sex parents, same parents wants the same for their kids, you know? It's like, what is wrong about that? What is wrong, you know, about us living our life the way that we want, you know? What's wrong with that? You know, we're in 2023. You know, same-sex marriage has been legal since the day that we got married. We got married in 2016, by the way. Oh, We've been nice. together for a really long time. Um, so it's like we need to get with the times, you know? Just because you don't agree with something doesn't mean that it's incorrect. Or just because you don't agree with something doesn't mean that you need you have the right to attack. It means so hateful. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You can agree with something or disagree with something, and that doesn't have to determine what you actually do or how you behave towards someone else. Exactly. Hate starts at home. It really does. Hate definitely starts at home. And in this home, hate does not exist because our daughter is very welcoming of everybody. She doesn't know the difference between, you know, somebody, you know, I mean, I'm... I'm Mexican. I'm definitely a different color than she is. She doesn't know the difference. You know, she just realized not too long ago that I'm Mexican. Like, she didn't... <laughs> Wait, she, I need to hear that story. She, yeah, she just realized that. She just realized that, I, you know, she's always known that I speak Spanish. I, I speak Spanish, you know, mm-hmm. fluent. You know, so to her, it's interesting. You know, she wants to learn it. She wants but, to know more about his culture. How yeah, exactly. Really. She oh, just yeah. realized that I, I have a different background than her and her dad and her mom. Yeah. You know? So it's like she doesn't know anything. Like, we don't teach her those kind of... We don't teach her to look for the difference, you know? We teach right. her to love everybody the same and go about her life, you know, and treat people the way that she wants to be treated. But Well, but I like what you're saying about, like, not really teaching her to see the differences, but then also, like, encouraging interest in differences yeah absolutely you know as as queer people we definitely are different in some ways Mm -hmm. and those things are cool and interesting or sometimes just boring (laughs) but it's not something that defines us and it's also not something we have to ignore i think exactly yeah correct well thanks to both of you for talking with me today i know it's kind of late i know you've got a lot going on (laughs) So thank you for having us. Yeah, definitely, this has been a really like great experience. Yeah, oh, I'm glad. I definitely yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for giving us a platform to, you know, to voice our experiences. Well, and I think it'll be nice for people to, you know, hear your story in the context of everything else that's happening in in Arizona. Right? You're already saying there's other parents who are going through the same thing you're going through. And I think it's good to make those connections. With that said, I have had people message me saying they pulled their kids out of that school for specific reasons. Mm-hmm. I've had people say they have been harassed out of the church. Which is really unfair to, and sad. Yeah. But and, again, I won't share any receipts that I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and what's really sad too is that they don't, they're not, they're not open to, um, children with special needs which is also really heartbreaking that shocked me the most I didn't know that even existed until we spoke to people about our situation yeah if they're not equipped to handle everybody then why are they even open how are they even operating if you don't have the resources if you have any disability they they have the right to discriminate against you wow 
It's just shocking to me. It really is. It really, really is. <sighs> well, I hope things find a way of working out for both of you. Or I hope that you're able to create the change you need to create. So, I'm hoping we do. <laughs>